This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working class on DeerCast, we have a kind of a full house here. Well, it's a full house for a DeerCast podcast. We have Mr. Dominic Sheets. What's going on, guys? Where are you from? Virginia. All the way from Virginia to the Midwest. The East to the Midwest. Yes, sir. And then we have, you've been on the podcast a lot. First time in this studio, or ever. First time in any studio. Yeah, all of mine have been over the phone. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was thinking you were at the, the nope. one at my house. Nope. What the hell is your name? Rachel Bushak. From where? Pennsylvania. And then across the table, Andrew Bushak, also from Pennsylvania. You go by Andy. I do. I know that sounded weird to me. All right, we'll go by Andy. <laughs> so I'm surrounded by foreigners here in the Midwest. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So well, we're taking you. Yeah, this is our first podcast of, I guess, the coming weeks or. If in podcast land, the next three weeks of like hunting camp at the studio podcast. So you guys are staying here hunting a permission piece and some public that you guys have um, a fair distance drive from the studio. But hey, it's free and it's hunting camp. That's right. And then you were on your way out to hunt Iowa. Yeah. And same kind of thing. Yeah. On the way out, but stop and stay and whatever. So. Um, Deercast is, I don't know, right now it's warm weather this week coming in. I think by the time this podcast launches, I think weather's going to be changing. Um, I've been on, I, I, I live on Deercast and for people who are not utilizing it, if you're just listening to this on regular WCB or if you're listening on Deercast, you know how good Deercast is, but you go to the maps feature now, hit the plus icon, the wind check button is like the best thing ever. I live by it. I look at the weather. He just showed me it the other day. I didn't even realize that feature. Yeah, like I not, used, what are you I doing? I'm like, you've never time. done this before? You didn't yeah. know about the update? <laughs> no, it's awesome. 
It's killer. Would she well, no, I, I've been she looking. She never knew how to use it. No, I was. Oh. I used the maps. I didn't know about the wind checker. Oh yeah. So I, you can look at it in like the Deercast Daily. You know, yeah. and you can see like you can scroll and see what the wind's gonna yeah. do with your, yeah. you know, the indicator. But in putting it over where you're hunting, yeah. is pretty cool. See so like your scent cone. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it changes per mm -hmm. wind speed. Mm -hmm. So if it's a strong wind, it's more streamlined, mm -hmm. you know. You want to so, know what your wind's gonna do when you're walking in the whole entire time? You can just take your path, and it'll show you that little yeah. trail of how you're getting. That's we big. were we were in public this morning because the wind wasn't good for our permission piece, mm -hmm. and then we're sitting there on deer cast, and he's like showing me the scent cone thing, and he's like. I think this afternoon we can get away with our permission piece because the public was just packed today. Yeah. So we went back to permission piece and I had deer all around me and I mean the wind worked. So yeah. It's a, uh, mm -hmm. it's an underutilized and it's just not talked about enough tool on Deercast. There's a lot of other features and tools you can use in the map stuff, but that wind feature is insane. I mean, honestly, I live by it now. You know, the other apps give you the cone and it's generic. You know, it's just like a pie yeah. slice right, right. and it kind of changes. But this, you can actually kind of visualize it better. Or if you're running what we call a whiskey wind, that might be pushing it. You can you get a better understanding without being in there and being intrusive on what's going on. Now, t topography changes that. On You know, they can't calculate that. But maybe yeah. one day they will. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm sure they could. So Dominic, you what, you were building Iowa points. Yeah. So just getting I've, right into it. I've wanted to hunt Iowa obviously for a long time, and take it took uh, four years of points, and then this is my fifth year applying, and mm -hmm. finally got drawn. Um, didn't uh, I don't know. I, I he's at a loss for words. <laughs> No, that's cool. So you, you were building up. Did you already have a spot you were going to go to when you were building points? Yeah. So, so sounds weird. I met this guy online. Oh, man. That's how it starts. <laughs> Not right. Um, Continue. No, but he, he was just super nice, like giving me advice and stuff. This is pretty early on in my bow hunting career. And mm -hmm. so he eventually told me, look, if you ever build up the points, come hunt Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, and I got places for you to hunt. That's cool. And so ever since then, I I started buying points, and he's been sending me trail camera pictures and all kinds of stuff. And he just every year telling me, "Look, I got spots for you. Just yeah, <clears throat> come hunt." And so um, finally this year, I had four points and put in for the zone I wanted and and got drawn. So that's I awesome. No, and he's like, "All right, come on down." That, just you. that. So how'd you meet this guy online? Like a forum or something? It was a, a Facebook, uh, like, a group. like a hunting group. Oh, cool! On there and see, there is good on the internet, man. Yeah, not absolutely. And I, I'm not gonna lie, I was I was a little bit nervous. Oh, of course, this. yeah, of course. Having oh, never coming out here in person, yeah, yeah, of course that makes. So sense. I made sure that Austin, like Austin, was like a mutual friend, and he. Uh, oh, Austin Chandler was. Yeah, <clears throat> and so, I mean, he doesn't. I don't know how well he knows the guy, but. Yeah, uh, the guy is not a serial killer after all, we found out. <laughs> <laughs> so he must be a really good dude. He is. He's super nice, super good dude. Um, but I let I made sure Austin knew where I was staying and everything. <laughs> in case I, went, I turned up disappearing or something. Yeah, turned up missing? How's yeah, that happen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, the guy was just nicest guy ever. and That's awesome, man. Randomly volunteered his, his 
land. For That's a big hunt, deal. So. That says a lot. Huge deal. Absolutely. So how many days did you hunt? Because you came out here, you stayed just kind of like carry you over a day. You stayed at the studio. Right. And then you're you're back at the studio already, so something happened. So I... <clears throat> let's see. Today's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is Monday. Yeah. So I, I left here... You were here Saturday. I was here Saturday night, yeah. left here Sunday morning, went over there, hunted Sunday night. Um, Sunday morning, there was a giant nine-pointer in there that I would have loved to shoot, but <clears throat> it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I went back there this morning. Uh, the wind shifted, but I just kind of moved over a little bit, and um, DeerCast was telling me that the first three and a half or three or four hours was going to be the best hunting of the day. And so mm-hmm. I, uh, I got in there and my wind was going to blow <clears throat> straight out through the corner into this big cut corn fl- cornfield. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I decided that was where I wanted to be because this nine was just <clears throat> yeah, a, a big one. Yeah. Like how big, well, we don't want to blow this guy's spot up. Not that we're, we know him, but it's big. Yeah. It, Bigger than, uh, your Virginia deer. Uh, but substantial. That's <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. you want when you're going to go to Iowa exactly. and build it's, points. That's what yeah. you dream about. Yeah. And so, as soon as I saw this video and the fact that he was there yesterday morning, and I was like, I'm going to hunt this spot. And I like that a lot. As much as that's I what can. Dominic said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know I sent you the video of it. And yeah. I think uh, conservative guesses were uh, 160s. It's a big nine pointer. Yes. So, yeah, my days are mixed up so bad. I was thinking that you shot your deer yesterday for some reason. <laughs> now, this morning. Yeah, it's even cooler. Wow. Not often you get to kill a buck and then we podcast mm-hmm. it. Like, we didn't have that type of turnaround time for our deer. Yeah, right. So it worked out good. <laughs> well, awesome. So tell us the story. How did it all break down this morning? <clears throat> well, there's Starting not... at looking at deer cast, the best hunting hours of the day were in the morning. Yep. So uh, this week is not great as far as hunting goes but yeah warm weather strange winds right right uh but i already took the time off and i'm here so gotta go hunting anyways Mm -hmm. but um it looked like given the wind direction i could get away with sitting there and my wind would go out over this cornfield i figured they wouldn't be going out there until later at night Mm -hmm. so um went out there got set up and had uh had two little bucks straight out in front of me about 80 yards sparring and uh the smaller one got run off and so i got to sit there and get like a decent show then mm-hmm. about 15 minutes after first light and then uh doe came through and heard something behind me turned around and there was a a little spike rubbing on a tree about 20 yards away. Like a Virginia buck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Virginia I mean, bucks no, out there okay. rubbing. 11 pointer. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. 11 pointer, yeah. <laughs> we call it West Virginia 11 pointers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Noted. So so I was, I was seeing deer, mm-hmm. and it was still within that, that time frame that uh, DeerCast said was going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I just decided I was going to sit there uh, – was planning on staying till like 11 or so. I just figured I'm out here. Anyway, yeah, might so as well sit. Right. Even if it, I mean, it was pretty warm today. So even if it gets warm, you're going to hunt. Same thing with you guys. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta go hunting. Yeah, but it was it was chilly too this morning. Mm-hmm. So I was I figured 
there's always a chance something could move through. Yeah. Especially this time of year. And it rained um, <clears throat> last night. It rained a fair amount last night, yeah. so that's playing into the favor. So. Right. Um, but so they're about uh, I don't know eight thirty or so. I was uh, I was sitting there glassing over uh, to I guess my west. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I heard something off in front of me and turned and looked and could see a tree shaking. Pulled my binos up and saw antlers and so I I, <laughs> I still couldn't tell exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, There's it was real thick over there. Before you continue on, did every time you saw a deer, did you just expect it to be a 150 like everybody does oh, from out of the Midwest? Of course. Is that how you really felt? Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to see so many 150s? <laughs> They're crawling with 150s out here. Dude, spin around and just sling an arrow and it hits yeah. a 150 in the ham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I I had a little bit more realistic expectations. I was, I was coming you know, in here hoping yeah. to... I, I figured if I get a 140 to 150, that would that would be awesome. Yeah. That's what I was going for. So <clears throat> I think this one that I ended up shooting falls right around there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I saw I saw him shaking that tree and Was he Robin? Robin. He he uh he was hitting a scrape over oh. there. It was a, a smaller tree and he had his antlers all up in the branches and the tree was going crazy. Um and again, couldn't tell exactly what he was at the time, so I uh, I was sitting there glassing him, and he turned and started walking toward me, and still I was kind of on the fence. Mm-hmm. Oh, getting cocky out here! I'm in <laughs> Iowa. Well, I, there's all kinds of branches in the way. You took a video of and it. I'm leaning out the side to look past this tree. And yeah, yeah. So finally, he was he got to about I don't know 40 yards, and I just decided that I would get drawn. And when he stepped out, I'd make a decision. He came walking. Oh man, you've been the limb, the limbs back. You're already in. <laughs> Hard to say no, dude. If I'm pulling around, I I draw back. I'm just like, you know what? Well, he was he was walking <laughs> straight toward me. Yeah, and I had zero cover up there, so the only thing I had was this tree that was separating me and him. So you had, you had to draw way early just in case. Draw, anyway. and then that way, if he was going to be a shooter, then I yeah. didn't have to worry about drawing and spooking him off. So no, it makes perfect sense. I just. Just I, <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get, give you a little bit of crap, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he he came into eighteen yards and and I looked at him and I I would. <laughs> there is no. It's on video. We can play the video on on the Deercast version. I'm gonna That's get that right. video yeah. from you. Yep. I'll, so, I'll make sure to get that to you. Yeah, we're doing that. Um, he came into about eighteen yards and there was no way I wasn't gonna shoot him. So yeah, he my wind was. Again, going out toward the corner of that cornfield, and he stopped. I, I knew that he was going to hit it at some point, mm-hmm. um, so he stopped, and I was on him, and <clears throat> made a good shot. Yeah, you pin with him, and the video it goes like seven and a half yards. Yeah, he he does a he does a small loop. He he runs straight away from me and kind of curls back around, mm-hmm. comes in and. He starts walking toward me. He's looking over toward where he was standing when I shot him. Yeah. Tail starts flickering a little bit. He starts to get a little know been hit. Mm-hmm. How just, stoked were you? Oh, my gosh. I was losing it. <laughs> were you? I, I, it was everything I could do. To, I was just shaking like crazy. And, yeah. That's cool, man, to yeah. save up points and come out to Iowa. Do, how, how far a drive? Uh, 
GPS will tell you 13 hours and 20 minutes. <laughs> Would you do it in nine? No, like just under 12. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. good yeah, cutting off some very, time there. Very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. Congratulations. No, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that's it's good guess. So you get to go back home. You went to Old Barn. Yep. Dropped everything off in Old Barn. Um, just can't wait to see it. I, I wanted yep. to be able to bring the rack and show you guys, but yeah, it's all right. Unfortunately, it wasn't meant to be. That's all right. Is it your biggest buck? Mm-hmm. Even better. Yeah, definitely, oh, yeah. definitely highest scoring buck. Um, I mean, you're a killer, man. You kill some stuff out east. <laughs> like, <laughs> how many deer you shoot a year usually? It's like every time I turn around in line, I'm like, oh, I shot another one. <laughs> um, I don't know, anywhere from six to I think the most is fifteen. You shot fifteen oh. deer in a season. Yeah, does just a bunch of does. Uh, I think that year was three bucks and the rest were does. How's it work? How many, how many can you shoot? Like what's the, like unlimited, even bucks? No, no, no. You get three bucks in Virginia per season. Um, three. Is that the most more? How many can you shoot in PA? One. Just one. Mm -hmm. That's gotta be the highest buck allowance. I don't know. What, that I know of. What would Texas be? Texas, Texas is like its is own different. country. Each each property they get to don't they get like they get to have like a, a a biologist come in and basically set their issue their tags for their yeah. ranch or whatever. And so each ranch or so I'm trying to think gets their own. Does it? And maybe I'm wrong. Would be the one to talk to about that. Hmm. So if you're a landowner in Illinois, so that that changes things like a landowner tag. So you guys own land in Pennsylvania. We get no extra tags. No, you we're don't just even... doe tags. If we, we can get DMAP tags for does, is all. What are they called? DMAP. DMAP. So I think Illinois, you get a landowner tag, but it's not an extra deer. I don't want. I don't know. Is Iowa? I have to see somebody from I Iowa. Think, tell me. I think Iowa has an extra tag for landowners. Yeah, somebody break that down. How, how it works. Chandler owns an Iowa farm now, and I don't. But he's not a but resident. But he can't get any of those until he's a resident. Yeah, but I feel like if you own, but then there's so much fish, there's so much gray area, and I think it's been abused, so that's probably why they cracked down on it. But there's people, you always hear rumors of people like getting a P.O. box mm -hmm. and then to get their Iowa tag every year. Because we're, you know, Iowa's right there, right across Mississippi for where we're at. We're Western Illinois. So you'd hear guys getting like a P.O. box, right. guys uh, getting like a cheap apartment and all that. Mm -hmm. And like, just for residency. Yeah. A whole bunch of like, you know, trying to cut corners on the system. And so I don't know. I don't know how it works. If I don't, I don't think Chandler gets anything special for being a landowner. I don't, I don't think he gets anything until he's a resident. Yeah, I think that's right. But I don't know. Certain states have different, and I don't know what it is in PA. In Illinois, I believe it's 40 acres minimum to be considered a landowner. Oh, okay. Okay. What do you guys have like? We have nothing like. That. We no. We get nothing for being a landowner, but uh, if we want extra doe tags, we can apply <coughs> for the DMAP program. So you can get one doe tag per five tillable, or one mm. doe tag per fifty not tillable. You know, just oh, just timber, yeah, or timber whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Do you guys have like major doe problems, like in for? So. It, yeah, in pockets. Yeah, yeah, like late season. I mean, granted, we had some standing beans late season. There was one night we had like five acres, like literally five acres of standing beans. We had 97 deer in our field. Jeez. 
only 12 were bucks. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's late, so some drop, but now, still that's... Nobody else, is, yeah. like in Pennsylvania, probably it's going to see... I mean, that was a rare circumstance. Get Dominic over there. He'll we're we're in, like, most of Pennsylvania <laughs> is, like... away. <laughs> most of Pennsylvania is, like, more big timber and, and mountainous. We're in more of, like, the ag area. We're ag almost area. in Ohio, really. Mm, right. so. so you guys are in the golden triangle of Pennsylvania. Mm. So. <laughs> Correct. So if the, there is one. So nice. do, the, do the big timber people in PA just hate that side of the state because your hunting is easy? <laughs> well, yeah. Probably. Don't lose that you Midwest hunting. Yeah. You got, yeah right. Anyone can kill a 150. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, this conversation is just beat to death. But, yeah, Virginia used to have a dough problem until Dominic just woke up and cleaned them <laughs> out. <laughs> So do you, do you donate some of that meat? Yeah, quite a bit of it. Yeah, you'd have um, to, but that's that's cool. I mean, every time I turn around, it's like it's firing them off, man, which is cool. It's great practice. It's fun. Uh, one of the reasons, though, is that the counties I hunt are, they basically force you to um, to shoot does or antlerless deer mm -hmm. in order to be able to use your second or third buck tag in, oh, the, really? in that county. So, so deer I, density just must be insane, then. It is. It is. I, I don't want to speak or misspeak. Or no, I don't expect you to give me like biology numbers here, but I think I think the last number I heard was from uh, a survey they did like four or five years ago, and they mm -hmm. said that the average carrying capacity is like nineteen deer per square mile, and the area that I'm hunting was like seventy something. Wow, per square mile. I wonder what the average is in Illinois and Iowa. <laughs> oh. I, I I'm sure we could look it up. I need a I need like a a Jamie. Like Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's right. I mean, hey, look that up. It's not to do anything. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Because I know it's like deer density is really high in certain areas in Iowa where some of my buddies hunt. But okay. those are the same areas. It seems like every five years you just get hit so hard with like EHD. And Illinois in certain spots gets hits, but it's very pockety. And I feel like we have a good deer density in the areas I hunt, but I never have sat on a field and been like, there's a hundred deer in that field. That I've never seen that ever. No, me neither. So, but I don't. Again, it's not ag fields or anything or food plots really. It's all yeah, just big timber. So for sure, yeah, it's definitely different terrain. So I mean, the big timber maybe holds more because once our crops out, really not that much cover if you think about it. No, around here there really isn't. No, so just interesting. Do you guys like hunting? Now that you know Dominic for sure. Do you like you only hunted it for like two sits, but <laughs> seven hours. Seven hours. <laughs> do you like Midwest hunting more, or do you like your home state like vibe? Uh, my buddy was asking me, did did I shoot that deer just so I could get home and keep hunting at home? You're right over there, pal. Okay, <laughs> right, just gotta jump across the table and save you. <laughs> but that was a that was an easy answer. There's I did not want to leave here. Yeah. So does the to you guys and I don't know, I'm sure that you're part of PA kind of feels this way. Does the Midwest feel of and I'm not talking deer, but just the feel of being in the Midwest bring a different vibe to the hunt? Like when you go out west to hunt elk or mule deer, you're like I'm in the elk woods. Yeah. It's got the vibe to yeah. it, you know, yeah. like an aura. I think we definitely feel that way. When we came out for the shoot in June, we put a cell cam out. So we kind of have a sense for, you know, there's some pretty big bucks in the area that yeah. we're pretty excited about. But at the same time, we ran one camera, you know. So it's kind of, it's also, You're missing a lot. it's just the fact that 
not necessarily that it's the Midwest, but just that it's a new property to hunt that we haven't quite figured out and we don't know what's there. Like you just don't know what's going to step out. It's exciting a little bit, yeah. Versus like at home, we pretty much know, you know, we scout year around. Like Mm -hmm. we pretty much know what's around the area. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. What was your vibe? For me, as soon as I get close to here, I just feel like (laughs) I'm in the land of giants. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I mean, we are the spot for whitetails, right? I don't yeah, know. I've seen right. a lot of spikes. <laughs> Actually, yeah. well, so I did see. A lot. I was really let's tempted. T- let's talk about this a little bit because I feel like so, Rachel. The first time we podcasted with you, um, it was almost like you took the state of Pennsylvania and had half of them on <laughs> that were like, "Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel." The other one were like, "Burn her. She's a witch." <laughs> because you were very honest about your experiences of hunting, good and bad, which every state's got them. And uh, it's just kind of like, no, we have a lot of listeners in Michigan. Shout out to Michigan. But when <laughs> we've had guests like Chris Smith, our butt good buddy, he's from Michigan. He sells land in Michigan, which was probably not a great ploy for him when he did the podcast because he didn't have much positive to say about deer quality in Michigan. And But it was the same. There was like this divided... The yeah, fallout from yeah. that one was hilarious. What's that? The fallout from that one was hilarious. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, well, it's like the <laughs> same situation. It's like they're yeah. like, yeah, Chris, you're you're preaching. We mm-hmm. love you. And everyone's like, he's a witch. Burn <laughs> his legs, you know? So, <laughs> Or whatever they do to witches. But So there's like similar vibe. But then I feel like those people that are like, I guess negative about their state or the people that are so proud about their state, if they're in a lesser big buck state, they're so quick to be so negative about it when it benefits their excuse for not killing the deer they wanted to kill. But then they're mad at somebody in Iowa that shoots a 150 and they're like, you only shoot that because you went to Iowa. And it's like, and that goes back to my sayings. Like if you want to kill a mule deer, you're not going to do it in Illinois. That's right. Yeah. You got to go somewhere else. It's, you know, if you live in Michigan and there's big bucks in Michigan, we know that there's big bucks in every state. Mm -hmm. There is. Yeah. Everywhere. But percentage wise, if you're mad at somebody else on the internet for going to Iowa and building the points and putting in the time and the drive and the money and meeting strange men on the internet, (laughs) (laughs) then you have to do things like that to to do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I wouldn't have killed an elk if I wouldn't have went back and figured out a way to ha- make it happen. Correct. So everyone just needs, I think, to just yeah. draw back a little bit and be like, man, I live in Virginia. This is the quality deer I have. Instead of being mad about it for Dominic went to Iowa, screw him. Oh, maybe I could go to Iowa, but you know, you could have came here and not seen a deer over 130. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know a lot of people in Illinois that grew up in Illinois around me in the same neighborhood of hunting ground that I hunt that have not killed a deer over 120, over 130. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. I'd say the majority haven't. Wow. Just to be honest. Yeah. It's not that they're a bad hunter. They Maybe just... they're missing something, but it's not like everyone makes it out to be like you see on. Right, right. You know, Drew Outdoor, they bust their ass. They got it figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Bill Winky busts his ass. He's got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. A lot of work. Yeah, Years. They probably don't have uh, deer cast. <laughs> yeah. Same guys on the internet, Matt, again, about, I'm not going to have an app tell me when to go on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Rachel, I feel like you got stuff to say. No. Well, I, I know I was hard on Pennsylvania a little bit, but 
I do think we have <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I, I think we have. We actually have. I think good genetics and good habitat, uh, especially where we're at. We've got like a mixture of ag and timber swamps. Like it's just pretty diverse. Um, there's big deer there. Like you said, there's not a lot of them. Our problem is, I think, age class mm. because we have so many hunters. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We just have a really high density of hunters. Um, the antler restriction, I thought, really helped us. They That went in like 20 years ago. Is it a four-point per side or something? So, right. yeah. yeah I They called the three-up rule. So, basically, it doesn't matter if it has a G1. It has to have a G2 and a G3. Hmm. So, it could be a six-point with no brows. What about bro- broken points? Has, has to, to be an, an inch, inch small. Yeah. Okay. So it could be a half rack, you know, with mm. you really could be a th- what three point half rack with no G one. That's legal. It's and it's different. It's not that's not the same for the whole state. There are areas in the state where it only has to be two up. Ours has to be three up in our area. So hmm. um, does Virginia it, have any antler restrictions? No, no, we don't. Uh, I wish we did. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Illinois should have antler restrictions. I don't believe that really, but I don't think I don't think I believe it. But sometimes that's, I say things I don't know what I mean. That said, I like my. I think we talked about this a little bit. My standard for what I want to shoot doesn't really change all that much coming from PA to Illinois. I have a lot more time in PA, and that's why mm-hmm. you know. In PA, I'm. What's probably, your standard in PA? Um. One twenty-five. And I know inches don't matter, but it's a great yeah. way for reference. Yeah. So for anyone that's getting ready to comment something negative, no, yeah, to, maybe I, don't. That we have bucks that score way less than that that I would shoot that are big mature bucks that need yeah. killed. They're mature. But they're mature. Yeah. In mm-hmm. general, or one twenty, one twenty-five, MPA. Yeah. And there, I've gone a couple years now not shooting one because of that. But I mean, it, at the end of the day, if it doesn't get my heart racing, I'm not going to shoot it. Just yeah. To shoot it, you know. Um, and then I come out here and I, mean, I would say I, I'm not at the point where with a bow, I'm going to pass a 130. I don't think, you know, I just, yeah. so, I mean, what, five, 10 inches, my standards change going from PA to Illinois. That's fair. You know, I think that's a realistic expectation. What about you, Andy? What's what are you thinking? About the same, like in Pennsylvania, I'd like to be above 130, but like you said, if you get the right deer, you're going to shoot it if he's old or yeah. I like the ugly, not going to look the same as every other deer. One goofy side. I, I like shooting those ones, but yeah, you need character. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we come out here, I'd like to say in my head, I want to shoot one above 140, but if yeah. that really great 130-inch eight-point comes up, oh boy, I've shot a lot of them, and I like yeah, it. So I'm going to shoot them again. You <laughs> know? I can't, I I can't it. help I it. They're, it. Yeah. they're the kind of deer yeah. that just seems to want to come up in front of me and give me the perfect shot, and yeah. I'm willing to make it for them. So, um, I was really tempted I'm to shoot I'm in the same boat the, as you on that. Yeah. I was really tempted to shoot the spike because we can't shoot spikes in PA, and I'm like, Shad would be so proud. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shout to Shad, the spike lover. Oh, we went to Africa and just shot massive spikes, and That's Shad right. was just loving it. But no, that I think you guys are on track, right? You know, I don't yeah. think um, it's unrealistic. I think it's a good goal. You guys are all experienced deer killers. You know, it's um, people don't like that word. Apparently, um, I've heard, but um, you're killing deer, so and you're experienced at it. So yeah, it's good. And I. You know, it's fair. Like, so we got some podcasts coming up. Uh, Devin 
from some Salt Lake's coming back for another Midwestern White Tail. He came last Can't year, wait killed for that one. Killed, yeah, he killed, he's he's ball of energy. One twenty one, uh, one twenty five, really good buck. First White Tail with mm-hmm. a bow. Um, Fantastic first deer. Oh, dude, it's a great looking buck too. It just sits real pretty and everything. Just hearing him talk about it was awesome. His enthusiasm oh, yeah. is it's inspiring. It's, yeah. yeah, there's gonna be some wild podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then Trey Heiner is coming from Wyoming. He's never whitetail hunted. Well, I think he's been on a whitetail. His wife has actually killed one in Texas, but he's never Midwestern whitetail hunted with a bow. That dude is so, so knowledgeable. I'm dude, I'm excited so to see how he deals with the the whitetail woods. I am too. I'm wondering if he's gonna like get down and walk around and just like <laughs> blow Screw everything home. up. Yeah, but um, You're not to move. for them, I told them, you know, Trey kills giant mule deer's all the time, like for clients and all that. He's he's constantly around 180, 200 right, right. inch and bigger mule deer every year. He is. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if like you know, I told them, you know, hold your hat at like 130 and just see because I don't see Trey getting excited. Over a one thirty eight pointer, when he but you never know though. I but mean, he might though. New experience. That's it. Hunting out of a tree stand or a ground blind or wherever he's and, at. And I talked about him, you know, talked about that with him, and he's like, "Yeah, he goes, but I'm just excited for the like the, the experience and the yeah. area and mm-hmm. like all that." So I told him one twenty five, one thirty, great first white tail with a bow. Absolutely, you know, definitely shoot mm-hmm. that. So. And a 130 whitetail, I think, looks bigger than a 130 mealy. All day. You know what I mean? Yeah. All day. So We had this conversation when I was in elk camp um, about 200-inch mule deer versus 200-inch whitetails. And I said, man, no offense, guys. I know mule deer are your bread and butter, but a 200-inch whitetail is more impressive than a 200-inch mule deer every time. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I would agree. And it, I think Pope and Young gives them like a 20-point difference, right? I think it's 145 versus 125 or something. I don't know for sure. So, I think I don't and, measure the Yeah, and bow hunt. Well, I had to measure mine for um, bow hunting league, and they followed the same thing. I think so. It's twenty point difference. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like I got a, in bow hunting league, I got a twenty point deduction. That's what mine last year was. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But um, yeah. So it, it, yeah, we talked about that. I'm like, man, think about how many two hundred inch deer you guys mm-hmm. saw come out of this certain spot this year, or you know, you heard about it over there, or heard about it over here. I'm like, if an uh, area in Illinois cranked out that many 200 inch whitetails <laughs> in a spot it, you wouldn't be able to hunt anywhere and ground would be fifty thousand dollars an acre there'd be a traffic jam <laughs> yeah, just be, trying yeah. to get in there yeah so i'm like yeah it's just it's different but still cool yeah, yeah. still very cool yeah. doesn't make it not cool no, you know 100 but i do think a 200 inch whitetail is more rare yeah yep well guys uh this is a fun kind of pop up podcast. I'm glad we got to do one on the day you shot your buck. Yeah, that's that's great. So um, I'm still like I'm just over the moon. About <laughs> well, this. you can hang out at the studio, drink a couple cocktails, sleep in, drive home well rested, take it nice and easy. That's right. That's the best part. Your trips early, your home earlier. So get to go back and hunt the red at home too. So that's perfect, man. Way to get it done. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so where can much. people find you? Um. Instagram. Uh, don't right. remember my handle. So <laughs> okay, I'll <laughs> don't I'll, worry about it. I'll put it in the description for All you. Right. And then Thanks. you guys have, you know, the time of recording. You guys will be headed back or of launch. You guys will be headed back home, but you still have quite a few days of hunting. We still have f- five. Today's Monday. So five six days left. Oh, yeah, Saturday if needed. Of seventy degree weather. <laughs> I think you guys. Your pass says poor. <laughs> the last two days of your guys' hunt will be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When are you guys leaving? Sunday. Well, we got to drive. 
we were going to drive home early Sunday morning, but like if the weather's real good, we might hunt Sunday. Yeah, there's a Monday 20 degree drop. Really that's the, so. We have to work Monday. It's going to make really me stay good. an extra half day. You're, you're here. You might as well catch this thing. It's fantastic for Monday. So. I know. It actually says fantastic on it. Fantastic. Yeah. Exuberant. <laughs> I've never seen that on DeerCast before. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna see if Mark can get like whoever he hires the developers to just like one random day, just like throw everybody through a loophole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like I've never seen that. What it, what's going on here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's, it must be good. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. Chance of killing a deer, 100. So yeah. When you look at Monday's prediction versus the. The three days prior to that, like leading up to it. Next week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I haven't looked it that far. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right when we leave. Yeah, I know. You can squeeze one more day of vacation That's out, can't you? That's what I'm saying. You? I think so. Yeah, just That's you might I'm as well saying. stay. Time for a new job. Yeah, anyway. just time for a new job. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You might as well stay. Perfect. Because Devin yeah. and Trey will be in. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a hunting camp. I brought my work laptop so I can stay. You should work, <laughs> work job tomorrow Monday, or, right? or Wednesday and then take Monday out. Hey, yeah. Sugar mama. Yeah. Perfect. So the day we got here, lose your job, so mm-hmm. she pays for it. My yeah. target bug from PA showed up on camera the day we got to Illinois. Oh, that's uh, right. Of course, wasn't yeah. meant to be. Wasn't no, meant to be. Oh no. Can't kill him in Illinois. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be there. Back. He'll be there yeah. waiting. But that you're just not there putting any pressure on it, so he'll feel comfortable in there. Mm-hmm. And exactly, you guys will slide in there on Tuesday after you hunt Monday here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and crank him and just knock him down. Yeah. Cool. Where can people find you guys? Uh, Biddy Boosh. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do social media, but I'm Biddy Boosh on Instagram. You don't do the internet. So I don't blame you. You don't like meeting strange men on the internet, huh? No. Not even for hunting ground? <laughs> just see them all the time in real life. Awesome. Well, thanks for ruining my crock pot today yeah. at the studio. Hey, uh, wow. accident. Maybe you should get on the internet and learn how to use a crock pot. You know. <laughs> First thing in the morning, excited to get to the stand. That's, That's all right. <laughs> Easily replaceable. I'm going to send him a crockpot tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, What'd you do? Let's talk about it. What happened? Why? How'd you ruin my crockpot before I we just get out of here? I forgot to put one important part in it. Yeah, which part? I guess the part that cooks it. The, <laughs> the bowl? The bowl inside it, yeah. <laughs> you know, you forget one thing and it doesn't let you forget that. <laughs> It's like the one. Oh man, <laughs> the only part you need really to make a crockpot function. I'm so proud of myself too. I cleaned it all out real good, ready to go. The only it way that you could have made that worse is just never plugged it in. Yeah, I would have gone for that. That would have been it way be better. Ruined. That actually would have been better. <laughs> could have tried dinner again. Well, but. to be fair, I was at the studio a little bit today, and I looked at the crockpot, and I saw it was like all wet around yeah. it. But I thought it was because the liner <laughs> condensation was wet. So I'm like, oh, fix this for them. Yeah. I, I walked I by it too. Yeah. I just we thought fixed it smelled it. weird. And, yeah. I didn't want to see what you guys had cooking. You know? yeah. It's your guys' business, yeah. not mine. All right, let's I, get out of here. Sounds good. <laughs> Thanks, right, guys. Fun. Appreciate it. All right, you know what to do. Get out there. Go hunting. Shoot a giant. And uh, you know what to do. Go shoot your bow and shoot a giant. I don't know. <laughs> Later. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.